Hi, this is Will. And this is Lexi. And you're listening to the Danny Cast. You may hear Danny squeak in in a minute with her ball. But anyway, uh, we're, we're about to do the final segment of, the t- of our top 20 games of all time, uh, written in 2015. <laughs> um, we, funny story, we had recorded this episode two weeks ago and thought that it was short enough to be one podcast, including the segment you might have listened to last week. But then we realized we are recording on double speed. <laughs> so here you go. Top 20 games. Yeah, so my number six is Android Netrunner, which I know Lexi doesn't like, but I adore <laughs> it. So the thing about Android Netrunner is... Um, it's boring. Just kidding. Go ahead. It's so good. Uh, so the thing about Android Netrunner is it's asymmetrical, so it's really interesting in that way. It's um, a theme that I just adore. I love the, like, hacker versus corp- evil corporation theme. Like, I don't know why. That theme is just the best. It's my favorite it's theme. because you're a programmer. Maybe. I'm a programmer. I don't like it. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Never mind. So, I don't Third know. Uh, <laughs> and then I, uh, yeah, very <laughs> So, but anyway, so I love it. I love the asymmetrical gameplay. I think it's a really interesting game. I think it's really fun. It's a game that um, I definitely used to get play. Probably the first gamery game I ever played was Magic the Gathering. Played a lot of Magic in like third grade through fifth grade when my mom banned me from it because <laughs> <laughs> she thought wizards were evil. Or yeah. Yeah. Oh, we think, don't need to go into it. <laughs> uh, no, I think I think I played it one too many times when I was supposed to be uh, getting dressed or something. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> but Android Netrunner. It's, it is just an amazing game. Oh, no, so back to Magic. It's like a collectible card game, except it's not quite. It's a living card game. Um, Hold on. Will got five Android Netrunner expansions for Christmas. Oh, yeah. So I'm super happy. I'm going to be doing some deck building, which is fun. I, I love doing that. Um, Hold on. Another aside. <laughs> Magic the Gathering deck building. Yeah. Will obtained all these garbage magic cards that, like, people had sorted through all the good ones, like, through his family and the Lindens, who were his very close friends, and taken out all the good ones. So Will sorted through all these cards and made a bunch of decks, and they were... Will had a grand old time creating these terrible magic decks that were actually pretty, like... I think they're well balanced because they're yeah. all equally bad. Yeah, they were great. It was pretty <laughs> fun. <laughs> yeah, that's that. Yeah, that was. I spent like a, a couple, like a whole weekend doing that one time. I sorted all these magic cards and then made like I went out and bought a bunch of lands because I didn't have any lands and I made a bunch of magic decks out of these terrible magic cards. But anyway, so yes, that's I why he likes this game. Love deck building and really this is the coolest themed deck building game and it's the asymmetrical nature. It's it's just a great game. It's super cool. Super interesting. I can't even tell you why I don't like it. I just find it. Not as interesting as it well does. It reminds me of like an '80s game, and <laughs> it's like too so random much... for you, I think. Is, it, is that what it is? Yeah, because you like play it once, you're like, hmm, okay, never again. I won the first time, and then I lost the second time. Yeah. I don't know. It's very asymmetrical. Anyway, I try and get my coworkers to play this, and basically, I just always win, so that they don't want to play with me anymore. You need to let them win. I know. I should do that. <laughs> I work on that. So that's Will's number six. <laughs> yes. Android Netrunner. Yep. Um, my number six, on the other hand, is Kingsburg, which is a dice rolling game. I love this game. I think it's always in my top ten. It is. Um, where, or the last few years has been. Um, it's also medieval themed, which how can you not love that if you're Alexis Ann Colton? Um. So basically what, I don't know, you're rolling dice and you're you're using those dice to um, to obtain favors from the king or certain, I don't even remember yeah, what the they call them. The king's people, the king's right. court, yeah. So, um, but there are different ways. You also have a little board and uh, your board your, has buildings on it and you can build these buildings and they 
help you. Um, there's like a winter portion where um, there's monsters that attack you and you can either build up your strength for that or you can um, it can help you roll better <laughs> or like mm-hmm. increase your dice odds. Um, so I like it. I, I really don't I didn't think I like dice rolling, but this one it has a lot of mechanics to make it less luck, I think. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know, a little bit less luck. No, yeah, I think it is a little bit less luck. I mean, if you roll 17 a bunch of times, you're going to win because the queen is really good. But the right. but but mostly it's... I've never seen anyone do that. No, yeah, I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that. I don't think anybody's ever won because of that. Yeah. Um, it's definitely... It's super fun. You're choosing... You're kind of choosing which buildings you want to build, but because it is dice, you end up, like, kind of having to build based on what resources you're getting and, like, what you think is coming up and also based on... It's very, it is a worker placement, so it's like a dice, or it's a dice-ish worker placement, so. um, But, so Will doesn't think we, I think we don't play this game enough, and Will thinks we play it too much, and so this year, he actually realized while he was trying to do his 150 different games, he was like, we haven't played Kingsburg. I'm like, I told you that. He's like, well, I didn't believe you. (laughs) I told you that. This what? So I would have at one point thought said this is definitely Lexi's favorite game. She adores this game. She always want. Maybe it's not her favorite. Maybe afterwards it's not like this is the best game ever. It's It's more like if she she's thinking I want to play a board game, she almost always will say I want to play (laughs) Kingsbury. That's what it seems like to me. It's so, true. And I'm surprised it's not higher up on your list, is what I'm saying. Really? Okay. Even at number six, it well, seems too low. a lot of things usurped my top ten, so we'll see. Spoilers. All right. Well, let's go to my number five. Your number five. All right. My number five is Fresh Fish. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the, the new edition of Fresh Fish uh, that was put out last year. It is... I'm making a face. Ugly... Yeah, Lexi's uh, scowling. Mm. <laughs> is that a scowl? Yeah, okay. I think it is a scowl. Uh, Fresh Fish is awesome. It's another auction game. It's a... Um, it's a... Bo- Screw you over auction <laughs> It's a blind, blind auction game. Yeah, so this is a game where it's you're basically tactically trying to have the closest path to, um, stand, to these various stand, stands across the board stand. while simultaneously blocking off everybody else's path to these stands. <laughs> um, and it's a really clever little mechanism to get you to do that. The game plays really quick, super quick, 45 minutes at, at the longest, really. Um, I just always come out of this game really sad. Not actually <laughs> sad, but being like, well... Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I love about this game. I love like the moment when you're like you're like, oh, if I place this, that guy is totally home. So you have to be thinking you have to be thinking about who is gonna screw you over because literally every other player is going to screw you over. And I don't play as much pay enough attention to that, I think, which is why I don't like this game. <laughs> uh yeah, th- this game this game won me over when the very first time you play it you think that you're just gonna get point you're going to get a perfect score it's just like it seems so easy to be right next to every stand and then like just like only like a few turns into the game you're going to be like oh my gosh it's the exact opposite of that i'm not going to be anywhere near a single one of these stands this game is impossible i have 47 points which is really bad score by the way yeah, it's a golf score it's game, a golf so. score game yeah. but anyways that's what i love about it it's super it's I, I just really love this game it's super fun it's fun i i will play when asked but it's not on my top <laughs> I play this at work, luckily. Yeah. <laughs> so I, my work, my work friends really like it, so it's good. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna skip my number five and my number four. Oh yeah, and to go straight four. to Lexi's number four. Okay, my oh my number four. Yes. So this is a new game that made the list or last from last year, last year's Lobster Trap, is Abraca What, which is again another deduction game. It's a cute one, really fast, really easy to teach people. You have these, you're a wizard. Um. And 
or a witch, is that what you're going to say? No, you're definitely a wizard. Okay, you're a wizard, and you're trying to attempt to cast a magical spell, but you don't exactly know what magical spells you can cast, because you have these tiles in front of you, Hanabi-style, that are not facing you, and you don't know what they are, those spell tiles. So you basically say, you know, duck, and they're like, no, fail. You know, you, ca- you, you did not cast whatever you just thought you cast. Yes. <laughs> so... I, I also really like this game. I actually, my favorite part of this game is you go, is you'll be like, I cast Fireball! And you're like, I always like mine the Fireball, mm-hmm. the person I'm hitting. It's because that was Joe's role the first time we played it. That's right. You gotta like, you gotta get into it. You have to say the, the name of the spell. You gotta try and... I cast punch. Ancient Dragons! Yeah, that's right. That's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the, uh, that's what's great about and it, it also has a mechanic um, where you're kind of fighting the people to your left and your right and everybody. Um, so you can either win by getting all your tiles right or by killing other people. <laughs> yeah, anytime you survive, you get points. Anytime you kill, the, anytime you kill somebody, you, you get someone. even more points. Yeah. Um, so it's fun. It's a great game. It is. There's several rounds, and you can, you know, it's pretty quick. Oh yeah. It's a great game. That's my number four. Abraca what? Actually, the. Uh, the American version is called Abracadabot, which is just too many syllables, but we won't go into that. Yeah, they made, they made the box slightly bigger. I think they expanded the name to fit it or something. <laughs> something silly. I don't know. I don't know what they were thinking of that one. But anyway, so my uh, my number th- my number three my number three game is Lewis and Clark. It is a this game has shot up my list. I think it was on my list last year at number fifteen or something like that. And um, and basically, I just love playing this game. Every single time I play it, I adore playing it. It's like, um, I know I call everything an engine builder, but this is a, <laughs> uh, I think of this as definitely an engine builder. You're building your engine in order to um, to most efficiently race up, um, I don't even know what river it's, it is. What river is that, actually? Don't ask me. Oh, my God, I don't know geography I didn't take at all. history. Uh, history, yeah. <laughs> Lewis uh, and Clark, to whatever get, one's To get to, truck. yeah, the Northeast, <laughs> Oh, my or... God, this is embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> the historical aspect is not actually what I get into, because I'm not actually, I don't actually care about that But they much. do have these really adorable canoes as maples. That's right, yeah, they got great, super beautiful art. Just gorgeous art, beautiful components, definitely. Um, but it's just a really interesting strategy game, because unlike... Some other like an engine other other engine builders where really more is more is more is better right this game you based uh, you, this one's worker placement though some engine builders no there's also worker placement part in the middle of the map where you're oh. placing your Indians and stuff but the engine builder part Native is when you're Americans. building your Native Americans it's my favorite word is to correct everyone <laughs> it says Indians in the rules I'm pretty it sure it does say Indians in the rules Historic, Clark historically calls them accurate Indians. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Continue. But you also build up your hands. You're building up your hand of cards, and you can get oh, rid of hands yeah, of cards. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's and right. that hand of cards. So it's, again, hand building, just like my number eight Concordia, or number nine Concordia. Concordia, I really love hand building. I love the aspect of, like, choosing, constantly kind of deciding what order you want to do things yeah. in. Um, this is pretty good. I didn't, I would never think about this game, and Will always wants to play it. Therefore, I always believe I don't like it, because I never remember it. But it's pretty good every time it is it is definitely one of my all-time favorites my number three it's shot like I just constantly think about it I constantly want to play it it's really really good will actually played this game when he was trying to geek out his 150 mm-hmm. and he had already played it before yeah that's right earlier this year I was so I was thinking like I don't think I've played Lewis and Clark this year and I, I told him yes surely you have I, I definitely had and you I just wasn't like paying choice. attention but I, <laughs> but I but anyway some people wanted to learn and I was like yes I will definitely teach you this game and I taught the game and we played it and uh 
and I won, so it was awesome. And then also, <laughs> but then I found out afterwards, like, oh, I have already played it this year. Let's see, it was totally right. But oh well. Yes. Great game. Or good game. Eh. Didn't make my top 20. <laughs> not bad game. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Would okay. play again. Okay. My number three, on the other hand, is Witness. Again, sort No, this is not a deduction. Uh, it's it a little bit of a puzzly game. Um, yeah. It's got a hint of puzzly aspect to it. But it's basically a memory game, mm-hmm. which I am terrible at memory games, but I really enjoy this game. The fun part is... Not to have a, a group of people who are all really good at memory, I think. Right. Like it, it's funnier and more interesting to have people who are not quite as good at memory thing. Right. So what this game is, is you have to play with four people. And you play, um, uh, what's the comic? I forget the name of the comic that it's based on. I don't, oh, it's based um, on, oh, I forget. I forget the name. But anyway, so you It looks like Tintin. It does look like Tintin. So you're playing, um... You're playing this detective. Blake and Mortimer. Blake and Mortimer, right. You're playing You're playing these detectives? Police officers? I detectives. Forget. Okay, so you're playing these detectives, Blake and Mortimer, and their and they're two friends. Um, and you open the casebook, and you have to remember um, certain snippets about what you saw uh, during the case. And then you pass that information to your left and your right, like telephone, basically. Um, so you eventually get the whole story uh, passed to you through up front... Uh, passed to you through other people, which is, you know, very (laughs) Mm -hmm. telephone-like, where it becomes a little bit jumbled and potentially messed up. Um, And then at the end, it all, uh, they ask you three questions about the case, and you have to answer them. And you don't know what the questions are going to be initially. Uh, So they can be like a puzzle and a trick. They're very tricky sometimes. Um, It's a great Mm -hmm. game. I love it. Uh, We played it one time in the airport with... um, one of my brother's best friends, Michael, mm-hmm. and he accidentally read two pages of the case. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> the cases sort of look like they connect because it's a big story, basically, of this Blake and Mortimer, you know, mm-hmm. detective cases. Um, so he read both pages and he's <laughs> giving all this additional information to us. Yeah. Then we were like, there's this fifth man. <laughs> yeah. What a, a mustache. A I have no idea how he, he comes into it all. <laughs> so we just needlessly remembered extra information. That was the funniest. It also made that next case easier because I remembered the man with the mustache so vividly. It was great. <laughs> great game. Always, a, always a laugh, too, I think. So that was actually my number 20. I also adore this game. I really like... It's just so unique. You don't see... I mean, yeah. really, you know, they made a game out of telephone, and the, <laughs> the game, it's like, you know, you'd think... Telephone by itself isn't interesting, and it's then just fun. little simple logic puzzles, actually, frankly, for me, by them, are, by, are already interesting by themselves, right, right. but the telephone aspect makes it so the questions are that much harder, because you don't know, do you have bad information? Yeah. Do you have all the information, and you're just missing something, you don't understand what the right answer is, and then... Uh, and so sometimes, like, I've had times where I was positive. It's like, oh, no, it all makes perfect sense. I have all the right information. And I, like, was positive I had the right answer. And then I was completely wrong. And it turns out somebody had just com- been completely lied to me. Or, or you just <laughs> misunderstood the information. Right. And you were like, oh, that's what those footsteps meant. Or right. something like that. So, yeah, it's it's very fun. Great game. It's a really it's good really game. It's really well done. But you can only play it once. So we're kind of trying to savor it. Yeah. Okay, um... Next is uh, my number two. Right. Number two! Which was my... Prince? That was your number three. That was my number three. Oh, yeah, sorry. Keep continuing. Uh, My number two, Princes of Florence. Um, 
another auction game. Yep, we'll this, watch the auction. This series continues. Uh, this one, um, this one is great because it's kind of the strategy. What to do seems very simple, and what's actually limiting is the amount of time you have to do it. Um, and and kind and also, um, and also the auction aspect. So you have very very few time you can you're gonna get seven items through auction and you're gonna get 14 actions and that is it that is the entire game i'm pretty sure it's seven turns something like that yeah but it, so good. you basically have to set up everything to you know you can't but you can't just set up all 14 turns ahead of time because you don't know what you're going to be able to pay in the auction right so you kind of have to like balance this okay well if i get that then i'll do this but if that's going to be way too expensive then i'll have this as a backup plan and so you're kind of strategizing this really not super complicated strategy where you're trying to like get the right items that match your um your patrons you're you're trying to um basically create great, great works yeah. from uh from these people who are who you hire cards yeah, yeah you from have these, professional cards yeah you have all these pro, uh, professionals working on your estate that you're trying to get to produce a great work so you're trying to you're trying to build a, a habitat or you know give them all the things they want to produce the great best possible work and so you just basically need to meet their those criteria it's not very thematic not very thematic. No, I think it's like. Oh, I think so. You, you build jester. You you build all the buildings. They apply to the professions and stuff. Yeah. Oh, the the theme does not bother me no, at all. I think it's, it's not a theme. Yeah. It's not super thematic though. But it's but it is just it is. I really really like the strategy. I really like the like the tight tense it's, yeah, it's actions. Yeah, um, I'm gonna tell you the problem with it again. Okay, tell so me. So the problem with it is that the first time you play again. People don't understand the values of things, which is kind of always true of auction games, right? So mm -hmm. so you have to warn them, like, no, this is a really cheap price for this jester here. This jester's going to get him a lot of money. Look at, look at, this is two points every time, and this is over seven rounds. That's 14 points you're gaining this guy. You know, that's, that's kind of a big deal. And they still don't believe you. And then Will always gets the jesters, and it's me and Will bidding up the jesters. <laughs> but now, see, Will has solved this problem by training his siblings to play this game. So for, like, how many, five games? Mm -hmm. We'll play this five times with the siblings. Now they're caught up. So now I can actually play with the siblings. Mm -hmm. And we have legitimate options. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, definitely this is a game where playing with experienced players really it's more um, interesting. adds to the game. Yeah. Um, I do think uh, that, and which is totally the opposite of true for a lot of games, certainly for opposite party team. games and for or for co-op games really the more different groups you try out the more interesting the game is whereas for um this kind of game you really want kind of strategic it's, opponents so you really have to like outthink them and yeah. really and really out and like kind of counter their you don't have to make the obvious move because they've already taken that move so you now have to think about what's the next best move and yeah. so um uh anyway really really awesome game i fell in love with it the moment i played it and it's only really it almost instantly moved to the top of this list it's just it's so clean. It's such a beautiful design. I really just adore this game. Princess of Florence, my number two. And they've got cute little hats. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> the do. <Maples. laughs> um, okay, so that was Will's number two. My number two was also Will's number four. Uh, so this game is always in our top five, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, Race for the Galaxy. So we, we actually entered a tournament at PAX last year for Race for the Galaxy. Mm -hmm. This and year. I, oh, this year. Yeah, right. This past year. And, no, it's 2016 now. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that was weird. last year. Um, and I actually lost to the winner of the tournament, so I consider myself second place. <laughs> <laughs> but Will actually got second place in the tournament. Yeah, I, I made it to the second round, and some guy uh, who was clearly very, very good mm -hmm. uh, 
just demolished us. I actually did terribly in the second round, so I, I didn't even really get second. I got fourth. But it was... Uh, but it, it was, was really fun. I'm it was super fun. It was, the, I, it was the only game I think we've ever played competitively. Yeah, it's it was the only fun. game Lexi and I have been serious enough, I get about Yeah, this. we've played this game like a zillion times, so we can, you know, we know all the cards. <laughs> right, so this is my favorite game to play with Lexi, yeah. 100%. This is a game where just, you know, having, playing it, if you can play this game, it's the best game to play ten times in a row. Yeah. Because you can... Play it and then like okay let's play a million again. Different and different shuffle it up, you have a million different strategies. You can go for a million different options. We don't even yeah. use all the expansions. We only use one expansion, right? Right now, yeah, we only use one expansion. Didn't you That's ask right. for one of the expansions? We never got it. I don't. No, I don't think huh. so. Okay. But. Anyway, more Christmas gifts for Will next year. <laughs> um, yeah, great game. I don't think we have to describe it because I'm sure everybody has. If they haven't, it's a card game, and you're very you use your card. The interesting mechanic, I think, is that you use your cards for money, basically. Right. So you use your cards to buy other other um, developments or settlements or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to discard cards in your hand, and you have a hand limit. Um, so you're very tightly. I don't know. It's very tight. Right. <laughs> it's a great game. It's really interesting. There's a million different strategies. Yeah, that, super that mechanic is super awesome because it makes it so you see a lot more things. So you're always making a lot more choices when you only get to pick. One, if you're building a really good card that requires you to discard four other cards, that means it's a, that's a one in five card. That better be the best of those right. five. You're making a big decision there. So um, the other thing is, like, I in a lot of games, I like to plan ahead. But Race for the Galaxy, you really can't do that because you might just all of a sudden come up with this great card and be like, "All right, forget it. These are the four cards I was saving. I'm forget about those. I'm discarding those in order to play this one awesome card that I just got." And I'm totally hoping that my strategy is not hosed anymore you know right it's really i don't know maybe that's not the best way to play it but i like it (laughs) yeah that's the way i play it too it is a race we always say it's It's a a race race. yeah Yeah, we play with when we play with new players we like to teach people this game and it's kind of a difficult card game to teach because there's a zillion different strategies Mm -hmm. um and there's a billion different cards and the first time i played was with joe at lunchtime one time and i was playing with a bunch of experienced people and i was I remember being extremely overwhelmed with all my choices and not quite grasping what I could do, and I did pretty terribly, I'm sure. Um, and so I, I feel other people's pain when we teach them. Um, and I don't know. So infamously, my brother loves this card game, and his wife hates this card game, I think because she had an experience similar to what I did, and she wasn't willing to try it again. Right. Um, but, yeah, so great game. Highly recommend to stick it out for the second time <laughs> if, you, yes. if you're trying it once. I agree. Stick it out. It's definitely worth great. Yeah, d- deep diving into. Yeah. Race the Galaxy. My number four. Lexi's number two. Yep. Uh, so now to my number one game. Drum roll. And uh, my number five. Yes. Lexi's number five. Drop my number down one. my list. This is my, this is my number one. has been my number one since I played it, essentially. And that's it was my Power number one. Grid. It was my number one last year. Um. Surprise, surprise, has another auction mechanic in it. But this game, really, it's a more of a strategy game with an auction element. It's much, I feel like Princes of Florence and uh, Amon Ray, those games are almost all auction. This game is, um, definitely the auction is very important. Oh, yeah. But, um, but the strategy is almost, I don't know, the strategy is interesting independent of that. I think it's yeah. just, it's got a lot of working parts that, just got a lot of, um, I can't even describe... It just got a lot of interlocking. That's what I was working. The word is looking for interlocking mechanisms, where you've got, you know, you've got the auctions, which affects um, 
how many, what kind of resources you're going to go into. And, oh, yeah. and that matters because if other people are into those resources, those resources are going to be more expensive. Right, you can't all go for trash. That would be a terrible idea. It has been done <laughs> many a time, Joe Caracage. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so you have to pay attention to that. Um, there's also this interesting aspect where um, towards the end of the game, you only have can hold three power plants at a time, and you may end up being limited by the total capacity of number of cities you can power. Right. Um, and so it doesn't, at first it seems like, oh, well, what I really care about is what's going to be the cheapest um, thing, the cheapest uh, power plant to power things with because, you know, I only have four cities or six cities or whatever, and I just need to power those six as cheaply as possible. But then at the end of the game, you really kind of, it flips and you're kind of like, well, actually, I'm not worried about money so much as just getting... Uh, making sure I have the actual most powered cities, which means I... Because you don't know quite when the game's going to end, you don't know, unless you can end it. Right, exactly. So, yes, yeah, so you don't know quite when the game's going to end. Exactly. So it's the total capacity for power plants ends up being sometimes... Actually, almost all of our games it ends up being always. really important. I think it's always. Um, so... Uh, it's very... I, I feel like this game is very well balanced among players, mm -hmm. uh, even even first timers. Mm -hmm. We've we've played this with new people, we've played this with old, with old people, and not old people, <laughs> 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 experienced players. And every time, it's always pretty well balanced. I think. Mm -hmm. um, it's. I think the strategies are the strategies are intuitive but still interesting. Yes, that's what I, I can I. Yeah, you can, can you, I you can run with that. Digress. Okay, yeah. so I really like this the theme of this game. It's you're building a power plant, right, and powering cities. And you have oil, gas, or I'm sorry, <laughs> oil, coal, or um, trash, or uranium, or whatever mm -hmm. it is, right. to power your power plants. And it kind of makes sense. They have three eras that um, in the normal game. Um, and in the first era, coal is very cheap, uh, and oil's fairly cheap, and trash there's not much trash, and uranium's ex exorbitantly expensive. You can't really even buy uranium. Mm -hmm. um, in the second era, uranium becomes cheaper. Uh, Coal still remains fairly cheap. Oil becomes much cheaper than coal, mm -hmm. and trash starts building up because now you've got more trash because the planet's you know creating a lot of trash. It just makes a lot of sense. Like intuitively, you don't even need to really look at the book. You kind of know what's going to happen because it really just makes logical sense. Mm -hmm. So I like that about it, where it's like a whole I don't know I don't know. It just makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it <laughs> it's does. very thematic. It does. It's just, it's not a, it's not a light grain game by any means. No, but it's it's a fairly heavy. But I think that. It tends to be easier for new players to get into than some of our lighter games. Even like games like Seven Wonders and Race of the Galaxy, which I would say are both definitely lighter games than this, yeah. um, are a lot more difficult to teach, I think. Even Seven Wonders, even a 30-minute game, it, it, it takes a bit of getting your head wrapped around it. You have to it. explain every single card in that game, whereas yeah. in this game you can kind of jump right in and say, no, just think of it like the world economy, right? This is like, you know... Right. <laughs> I don't know. It's just it's great. So it's so it's cool in that way. It's it just and it is, it is just an awesome strategy game. It's fun to think through. It's fun to play. It's definitely um and it's just it's just a great game. It's one of the very it's one of the very first games we played when we really started getting into board games. I yeah. we I literally went to the board game library at PAX and picked it up as like I've heard this is really good. Yeah. Let's play it. And then we kind Ooh. of just like struggled through the rules like oh my god, this is way more rules than games we normally play at the right, time, right? right? And so but then we struggled through it and it was totally huge and payoff. We all Everybody had fun. loved Everybody it. Everybody loved yeah, it. Even, we were all really evenly balanced. Yeah, even, it was like within one 
power plant for each or one city for each person. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was a really close really game close. and just really everybody loved it. And everybody's and, like, wow, I didn't expect us all to do so close, you know, like we right. must have been doing something right. Right, exactly. But it seems to always end up like that. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I think I think the only person who was far behind was Andrew, who was he'd gone for like a clean energy oh, strategy. That's right. And it turns out the capacity that's is very important. And yeah, the, do, the, yeah, if you go for clean energy, your capacity is just way too low. He to still keep tries up. that strategy too. He did, well, yeah. he, I think he stopped. But this is <laughs> not like like um, so I love Race for the Galaxy, but between Race for the Galaxy and Power Grid, so two of our favorite games, um, I think I like Power Grid better because do I rate it higher? No, you're in the race tag. Oh, see, this is funny. I like <laughs> to play a race because it's faster. Right. But the reason I think um, Power Grid's better to play with new people and um, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, right. You're just dealt a card, uh, a, a strategy, right, with your um, your hand, your hand for a Race for the Galaxy. <clears throat> but I feel like military is always good. You can almost always do really well with military. No, like that's mm-hmm. why I feel like it's like an overpowered strategy. Maybe it's not, but I I feel like it is. I think we're just not very good. I think we're not as strategy. good. And yeah, if you pick the easy <laughs> strategy, you can usually win between the two of us, right? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so power grid, it's not like that, right? I feel like there's right. it's pretty well balanced mm-hmm. between us. I agree. Yeah, well, in my level of board game skills. <laughs> <laughs> That's not saying much. But anyway, Power Grid's eight. All right, on to Lexi's number one. Oh, wait, but hold on. We should tell first that we also bought Power Grid as a wedding present for our best friend. Yes, we did. We yeah. bought Power Grid Deluxe for yeah, Deluxe. Our, our friend Ryan, who, who was there when we first p- picked it up at PAX East and played it. Yeah. Um, and so he was, he's was he been along for the ride. We've played, with, played it with him several times. It's actually like an ongoing joke. Whenever we hang out with him, I'm like, we're like, how many times are we going to play Power Grid? <laughs> I, I'm expect, I want at least three a day. <laughs> <laughs> we never do that, though. <laughs> no, we, usually, we usually end up playing it once. <laughs> yeah. But it's a great game. Yeah. Okay, uh, so my number one drum roll is a new one again. It's Mysterium, or uh, some Polish words I cannot pronounce. <laughs> we actually prefer the Polish version, but I think it's You've the American. You've the American version. Yeah, but I think it's the American rules, right? Is that right? I, we, we so we of, play with some hodgepodge of rules yes, that my friend, <laughs> my friend Jess told us when we first played it, and we looked it up later, and it it's slightly different in the American version and the Polish version, and we don't really like either, and we like the version we play better, which we should explain. So Mysterium, basically what it is, is your one person is a ghost, and um, and they have a bunch of Dixit cards that are dreams, and they're trying to give these Dixit card images to uh, the other players who cooperatively are trying to figure out um, who murdered me, who murdered the ghost, uh, what they murdered them with, and in what location did the murder occur in. So it's really interesting. So they're trying to, you know, and, the, and those cards, the murder weapon, the, the, the murderer, or the potential, the suspect, I should say, and the location, room, yeah. the location, are all also very Dixity type cards. Like they're really, they've got a lot of, They've got a lot of interesting details, details in them. They're yeah. kind of like these eccentric characters, or the locations especially are extremely detailed. There's right. lots of stuff going on, and it's very, they're very kind of like strange locations yeah, that yeah, exactly. you wouldn't really normally encounter. You wouldn't really be in one of those. No. <laughs> but um, um, but it's great. I love being the ghost. I love being the guesser. Guessers. It's great. It's a ton of fun. So do you want to explain the room, the mechanics that we use? Yeah. So the rule, I don't know. The end game basically, I think, is different between various versions. Yeah, the rule that we use. Um, which uh, the rule that we use basically is that you get um, one. Car- there's you, you one. Give out three who, cards. There's gonna be you give out three. The, the ghost, ghost gives out three cards, and then one of those cards represents the 
the suspect, one of those cards represents the location, and one of those cards represents the weapon, but you don't know which one represents which. But um, always you give one for the weapon, one for the suspect, and one for the location. Exactly. Always. Always. So I, I, I'm not sure that that's, I don't think that's necessarily true. That might be what the rule is in the American I'm not version. Sure. Um, but anyway, so that's how we end up playing. And honestly, because it's like a co-op game, you can kind of fudge the rules to be whatever you want. And we have a great time playing that specific way, and that's, that's the way we always play it. Yeah. Um, the, it, it is just, it, this is a great game, barely missed my top 20. Yeah. It's, um, might get on my top 20 next year, really. I, I enjoy it every time we play it. It's one of those games where, um, I don't know, it's one of those games where when I'm done playing it, it's just like, it's just, I don't know, it was such a good experience. I just like adore it. While I'm playing it, I'm, it's so tense and, uh, I don't know, it's really good. We played as, I played as the ghost most recently when we were, uh, this Christmas and, uh, I played as ghost too. I felt like, oh, did we both play it as the ghost? As the ghost this Christmas? Anyway, so, uh, yeah, we played it a couple times with our, with my in-laws and they like instantly loved it. Everybody yeah. loved it. Everybody... My sister actually bought it last time. Yeah, yeah. We played, she loved it. we played it with her sister. And uh, literally, like, a day later, she's like, I bought Mysterium. <laughs> she, like, ordered it online the moment she landed. Yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it's yeah. a great game. It is super fun. It's And it's got that detective aspect. I guess that's the link between all mine. Right, you and like the... They might not be deduction, all of them, but they all have detective theme. Which reminds me, Will bought me a game for Christmas. Oh, that's right. Called, uh, what is it, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes, Holmes Consulting, Consulting Detective. Detective which I'm really excited to play. We started playing it, but instead our, my siblings got home early, and so we played Time Stories instead, which is awesome. We'll talk about that sometime soon. <laughs> that'll probably be in your list next year. Yeah, that'll be in my list next year. Uh, all right. Well, anyway, that was our our top 20. We Yeah, we kind of rolled through. I think uh, Lexi did a better job explaining the games as she went. I probably should have done that. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that was uh, that was uh, that was it. That's our top 20. Yay! Yay! See you next time. Bye.